Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Crossroads. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. We are so glad that you have chosen to kick off the new year uh, with us as part of our worship service this morning. My name is Paul Lingy, and I serve as the counseling pastor here at Crossroads. And we're going to do something a little bit different this morning, as you can probably tell from our setup here on the stage. I'm joined by some friends that I'll introduce to you uh, on the far end here is Ben Wallace. Ben and his wife, Brooke, have four children and have been part of uh, Crossroads for quite some time. Uh, we were kind of debating whether where Ben falls, if he's, a, if he's a Gen Xer or if he's a millennial. And he told me that he's technically a millennial that identifies as a Gen Xer. So we're going we're gonna to allow that this morning. Uh, representing a true, um, a true millennial, we have Megan Larson. Megan and her husband, Craig, have three children. And then representing uh, Gen Z, is Tanner Simino, and Tanner just graduated from college and um, has a girlfriend, Margie, is on a, a great pathway of life. Tanner was actually one of my D-group boys back when I had middle school discipleship group, and I had 14 boys uh, in our home every Wednesday for three years, and you can imagine what that was probably like. Uh, there were uh, days I thought they were going to push me off a cliff, and there were days that I would have jumped voluntarily, uh, but Tanner <laughs> has become a great young man, and I'm glad to have Tanner as part of our uh, discussion today. So our theme as a church as we head into 2023 and beyond is abiding, and you've heard that as part of even our service today, and we want to help everyone in our church and our community abide in Christ in three ways, by being with God, by being with others, and by being sent and being missional. And this theme was born out of work that's been done really over the past couple of years, but specifically this past August, our elders and our staff uh, each had retreats, and there was this general sense that coming out of a pandemic and where so many things are being reset, um, that we wanted to assess how we spend our time as a church body, as uh, the people of God in our community. Nobody was eager, I don't think, to jump back onto that uh, treadmill of life and that fast pace um, that we were all on prior to COVID-19. So we wanted to take the opportunity to dig into scripture and see where Jesus was leading us this year. And that theme that continued to surface was our need to abide, to abide in Christ, to stay closely connected to the Lord in prayer, in his word, and in Christian community. And John 15 is a pivotal passage that Jesus talks about this whole idea of staying connected to him in utter dependency. And I'll just read a couple of verses, and then we'll have a little bit of discussion about this. Uh, Jesus says in John 15, verses 1 through 5, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. And then he says, abide. Abide in me. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's what we want to discuss today. And we, our panel here, we don't purport to be experts on the topic of abiding, but we are happy to share with you how we've experienced God over the course of our lives, as well as some goals for 2023. 
So this is going to be relaxed and uh, just uh, conversational in nature. I'll ask some questions, and hopefully in what our panel shares with you, it'll give you some promptings of how you might uh, abide in Christ this year. So we'll start with you, Ben, and let me just ask you the question. Over the course of your life in walking with Christ, what have your patterns of being with God looked like in the past? I, um, I have a few. Daily, daily prayer is really important to me, so I'll probably speak to that most. But serving and, and I'll say sharing the word with others has, sharing the word with others has been more and more important as of late to me and um, maybe more when I'm ex- excited and new. Um, but as far as daily prayer, um, it is so important to me just because as you get to be an adult, um, life is really hard. Um, kids are hard. Work is hard. It's hard. Um, and I really couldn't face the day without, without prayer. I can really tell on the days that I don't get up or, you know, I'm a pretty routine guy. So if some reason I don't get that routine, I don't get that prayer in the morning, uh, I really can tell a difference. Uh, you know, it's, it's intangible. I can't describe it to you, but I know it's just that connection. It's kind of like connecting to, you know, a, a wise person every morning to get like a uh, energy and advice for the day. It's like, you know, I didn't do that that day and I can tell. Um, and it's such a privilege, uh, what I tell people about prayer. Um, you know, if you, if you need some help with something, you, you know, some of us in this room might know the mayor of Evansville, and you can talk to him and get some help, you know. Um, many of us probably don't know the governor of Indiana. You can't talk to him, and you certainly can't talk to the president of the United States, but you can talk to the God of the universe who can literally speak things into existence just anywhere at any time. And um, it reminds me of Psalm 8 um, quite, quite a bit. God reminds me of that, and it just says, you know, when I consider the heavens and everything that you've created, the moon and the stars um, and the things that you've created with your hands, you know, what is man that you are mindful of him? And, you know, who is the son of man that you'd visit him? You know, and he says that we're created a little lower than the angels and he's actually crowned us with, with glory and, and honor. So it's, it's, it's a privilege that he's given to us and we should take, take him up on that opportunity as much as we can. All right, thank you. How about you, Megan? What does just abiding and being with God look like in your life? Um, Well, there was a time whenever um, in my past where I I was praying often, but I wasn't getting in God's word daily. Um, And for me, that was truly whenever the heart change took place was when I um, started opening his word and being in it. I try to do as daily um, in the mornings. That's when I tend to find my time. Um, I think of the verse in... Um, Hebrews 4, um, when it says the Bible is alive and active in discerning our thoughts and every intention of the heart. And um, so for me, that's, that's really where the heart change took place and where I started seeing fruit um, of my life. Great. Yeah. You know, we'll talk a little bit more about that this morning, just being in the Word of God and what that looks like, but how transformational that is. Yeah, good. Thank you. Tanner, how about you? Yeah, um, so for me, um, over this last year or so in 2022, I had never really made it a priority to get into God's Word daily, um, and God just put it on my heart um, to begin just reading through the Old Testament, and I can proudly say that I've been just chipping away at the Old Testament since January 1 of last year, and um, it's amazing the things that um, God will reveal to you whenever you, like, fully surrender to Him. Um, it's it's something that it causes, you know, vulnerability, and it, it takes a step forward, but 
um, once you do that, there's a lot of freedom on the other side of that. Good, great. Let's talk about goals. It is a new year, and I'm sure a lot of people are setting goals. Um, how about you, and why don't we start with you, Megan? Uh, what goals do you have for how you want to spend time with God this year? Or you can also answer, like, how do you hope to experience Him yeah. this year? So um, this year, I just really would love to work my way through Scripture. As you said, the Lord laid that on your heart, Tanner. Um, same with me. I feel like I have such a goal to work my way entirely through Scripture. I don't know if that will happen all this year. I have three younger children, so it could take a couple years. Um, but just thinking that he gave us his divine infallible word and what a gift that is, what an honor it is to be able to open that up and, and come to him. So um, also my husband and I just started taking a care and discipleship course. Um, and it's just an opportunity to come alongside others and being trained how to use God's, use God's word to apply to all situations in life just the sufficiency of scripture. So I know there's a variety of plans out there and some of our folks have probably done it. You can either start in Genesis, go through Revelation, there's chronological. What, what reading plan are you planning to do? I am, uh, there's so many. I actually just recently, yesterday, asked a friend um, what she suggests, uh, one of my mentors, <laughs> because I was overwhelmed. Um, I'm thinking that um, I'll probably do two chapters a day. Okay. So it's going to take quite some time, but I want to be able to be in it and just digest it and truly study it. Okay, good. Thank you. How about you, Tanner? What goals or how do you hope to experience God in 2023? Um, yeah, so part of going through the Old Testament within the last year was just um, seeing the spiritual disciplines uh, unrolled in front of my eyes and just like posturing your heart in a way that is spiritually ready for God, but also just um, physically, like getting on your knees every day and just and praying. That's something that God's put on my heart. Um, I have recently tried fasting, which is a tough thing to do. Um, but definitely puts your priorities straight on um, just like remembering where everything does come from. That's good. I, I love the, the practical things you guys have said, like a reading plan or just physically posturing myself on my knees to pray. Uh, one of the things, one of my goals uh, this year is to set a timer for 10 minutes a day just for the purpose of listening to God. And I think that's where these kind of more ethereal concepts of abiding can become much more concrete when we talk about spiritual disciplines like that. How about you, Ben? Um, <clears throat> this may sound a little bit uh, not so much like abiding exactly, but um, mine, I, I went back and forth. I, I wrote to, to love my family better and to lead my family better. And, you know, Paul, I think you could appreciate this because this really came out of the better man uh, experience that we, we just went through as a church, you know, just thinking, um, you, know, you know, I'm 42 years old. I've been a dad and a father for a while. You know, do I really need to go through better man? Yes, you do. So this is a plug for, for, for that um, if you haven't been through it. But it was really good for me, and it's just something you can always get better. And um, I think that that's maybe being with, with others, like my family is others, and that's just really kind of a goal that God's called me to is like, you know, there's a lot of goals um, spiritually that you can focus inwardly on yourself, but I think I need to, I need to God's calling me to spend outwardly on my, my family better, you know. Great, yeah. great. Yeah, that's a, that's a great transition just for uh, the being with others part of, kind of our goal of abiding. We want to be with God, which can be both individually and corporately. As you think about being with others, how does abiding in Christ impact that time 
and how you choose what time to spend with whom. And um, why don't you start us off on that one, Ben, and then we can come back down this way. Um, so we're doing question four? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> question four. He skipped the question, so, you know. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I, it's such a virtuous circle. As I, I wrote down so many answers, and it would start with being with others, and then it would start with being with God. And it's this, it literally is a circle. Um, if you spend time with Christ or God in the, his word or in prayer, um, he obviously leads you to be more like him, which how was Jesus? Well, he's a person who cares deeply about you and us and being with people. Um, so he leads you to people. And then when you spend time with people that um, love Jesus as well, they're going to lead you back to God. Um, so um, it, it's just, it's so amazing how, um, how much it does how abiding in Christ does lead you to spend time with people, um, to be sharpened, to be strengthened, to be encouraged, uh, challenged, and then, you know, God will push you in those people when you're praying, you know, God, I need help with this. He will put people in your life to do the same, so. And we should probably just acknowledge that, you know, we're, God has made us all very different. Some are introverts, some are extroverts, um, some get re-energized by being with people, some get re-energized by being alone, and, uh, but we're called to at least have some level of life and community, life and family. Um, how about for you, Megan? What, what does abiding with others or, you know, being with others look like as you abide in um, the, I would say the first thing I think about is Titus 2 when Paul um, talks about the older women coming alongside the younger women. And I just think about that verse and I just love that verse. And there's actually a, a younger wife in the church that I mentor in that time with her is so precious and um, opening God's word and just coming alongside her. And um, again, not an expert in any way, um, but when much is given, much is required. So I have been given so much and to be able to just pour into her and, um, and other people in our lives, um, just opening up our home and, and having others in there and just serving them. And yeah. So. Great. Tanner, I know you're a social guy. Uh, tell me, what does being with others look like for you? Yeah, um, so community is a huge part of my life. Um, I've got some Thursday night people over there. Um, did enjoy Better Man as well. Um, and just like deep connection is something that God has really put on my heart over the last year as well. Um, I, I would encourage any anyone here that is not plugged in or involved in community um, you, you may be the introverted type and a little bit skeptical to those, you know, type of situations, but um, God works through community. I mean, you look at the life of Jesus, and he hung out with 12 buddies all the time. Like, what better example to abide with community than Jesus? So. Okay, thank you. Well, it's January 1st, and with every new year comes the promise of new hope new opportunity. You all probably have some goals, right? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then what happens typically? Usually by the end of January, early February, those gym memberships that everybody bought and it kind of goes downhill because life happens, right? And sometimes we get hit by things that we weren't expecting. Um, The pandemic was an example of that. Loss of a job can be an example of that. Loss of a loved one. Uh, the death of a dream. And so let's have a little bit of conversation just about what does abiding look like when life is hard and when you're suffering, when you're in pain. Um, Talk about a time when you were suffering 
and it was difficult to spend time with the Lord. And Megan, if you would kick us off with that one. Absolutely. Um, There was a time when I was just really stuck is the best word I can explain, stuck in past sin and feeling shame and guilt over that. And I had a, I didn't go to work, uh, God in his word daily. Um, Again, there was that shame and guilt there. And then I walked through uh, biblical counseling and I walked through the importance of confession and repentance. And and then that's when the healing started taking place is when I walked through that repentance and um, of that past sin. And um, then I just, I felt that that freedom of going to his word daily and, you know, I think it's 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is profitable for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and goodness, it really is. <laughs> so many things go wrong in Genesis 3, and that's where we see Adam and Eve disobeying God, and kind of their first reaction after God asks, where are you, is if they've covered themselves up and they've hidden, because shame is so powerful and so paralyzing in our lives, and... Um, and, but there is a pathway to freedom. In fact, we have a freedom prayer ministry here at Crossroads. They can walk people through that. And, and, uh, and, but our tendency when we're suffering is to shrink away from God or sometimes to internalize and say, it must be he's unhappy with me. Um, but through the journey, you discovered, no, actually, I, he's still approachable. Yeah, good. How about you, Tanner? Yeah, um, so my answer to this would, uh, would have to do with my college experience. I, I had a dream, like you said, a, a crushed dream, that I, I wanted to go to medical school, and I was, I was so excited about it, and that was like my dream for a really long time, and I took steps to, to get there, and um, three semesters into college, I just, organic chemistry happened, and I wasn't good at it, and, and I will not claim that it was the sole factor, but, um, but I just wasn't good at it. It was hard. Um, and it was draining, and I didn't get it, and I was kind of at a loss for a little bit of, you know, I was like, God, what do you, what do you want me to do now? I, I thought that I knew exactly, you know, your will in my life, and, and um, I was just lost, and luckily, through community, I would say, would be the biggest thing that helped me um, get into rhythms of getting into Scripture daily. Um, rhythms work for some people, and some people, rhythms don't work, but Rhythms work really well for me, and getting into a habit of getting in God's Word daily with a little help of coffee in the mornings, um, but that, that is what helped me get to where I am now. Yeah, it's almost like those rhythms, we have to have a readiness for those before the suffering comes so that when it comes, we're ready to engage in it. It's good. Thank you, Tanner. How about you, Ben? Talk about a time of pain or suffering when maybe it was hard to spend time with God? Uh, Well, Tanner, organic chemistry made me switch my major to engineering. (laughs) Organic chemistry has crushed a lot of dreams. (laughs) And then, well, (laughs) wait. And then uh, uh, statics made me switch my my major back to chemistry. So So I was an engineering major for one semester. But anyway, um, I thought about this question almost the opposite. Uh, When suffering comes into my life, it's, it's, I'm so, it pushes me to God. I I dig in deeper. I know that I need him and I can't solve it. And um, so it's almost the opposite. So I had, I had, uh, you know, I thought about it like, you know, when, when do I struggle connecting with God? And uh, it's, it's more when everything's going good and, you know, it's, 
you know, do I really need to pray today? You know, everything's going pretty good. Do I need to get in the Word? You know, like, or it just, it's just not top of mind. You know, I think suffering really helps me get closer to God. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't necessarily want to suffer, but I know that it brings me closer. Uh, but I did think about unanswered prayer um, or seemingly unanswered prayer. Uh, recently, that's been a struggle for me. There's a particular situation in my life that um, I don't see any change to, and I've been praying earnestly, and I know that I have lots of fellow saints praying with me, and I, I don't, frankly, as I sit here, don't see the answer. And um, it's, it's hard, and you know, it makes you question, you know, am I not praying the right thing? Am I not in God's will? Um, I, I know that he hears me, and I know he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, um, but it, that's, that's hard for me, and it's hard for me right now, to be honest. Yeah, it's difficult when we feel like we're, at least when we do an inventory of our spiritual lives, there doesn't seem to be, you know, a, a sin barrier or something, but, it, but we usually internalize it as, it as it that's there. Our prayers feel like they're bouncing off the sky and, uh, and coming back down. There's a, uh, we were, just read this passage in John 15 where Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches, apart from me you can do nothing. And from that, we can derive, um, as the head of Family Life Ministries often says, he says, if dependency is the goal, then, um, then our suffering is an advantage. Um, if dependency is the goal, then our weakness is an advantage. We tend to think of our weaknesses, our failures, our problems, we put those in the disadvantage column. But in the upside-down world of Jesus, we can move those into the advantage column because those are the things that drive us to stay connected to him, to drive us to stay, uh, to persevere. Uh, but it, it can be discouraging along the way. So thank you guys just for sharing about uh, times of suffering and pain and uh, the challenge that that presents. How about uh, being sent, being on mission? Because we all, God has given us a purpose in this life, to expand his kingdom, um, what does being sent or living on mission mean to you? And talk a little bit about your role, your season in life, and what does that mean? And Tanner, let's start with you. Yeah, um, so just as an extension of kind of um, just that last thing that I shared there, um, I, was, I was lost. I didn't know what to do. Um, so I jumped over to the business college and didn't really have an idea, but just went to the general business administration major. And, and from that, I think God showed me that I I'm really have a gift with just like enjoying numbers and analyzing things. And whenever I tell people that, they think I'm crazy, but, um, but I, I do. And, and I think God has wired me in that way. And I think just leaning into what God has um, gifted me with, with my future and like occupation wise, um, just leaning into that. Um, it took a lot of vulnerability and admitting that I was in the wrong place. Um, but God was with me every step of the way. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have developed those rhythms that I was talking about. So. Yeah, that's good. Just hearing how God redirected you vocationally and in your major. And, and you're right. Uh, we're gathered here this morning. I, probably most people have the holiday tomorrow. But on, on Tuesday, there's opportunity to go back out into the community and to be salt and light. It's great. How about you, Megan? Um, for me, I would say, well, I'm a mother of three younger children and just pouring into them and training them and, 
And uh, I'm also a preschool teacher, so I just have the opportunity to share about Jesus with all the younger kids, and it's incredible. Um, I love that so much. But also just um, I think some hopes that I would have, too, is uh, I love that we are working our way through Scripture as a body, and I'm so looking forward to that. And I also want to encourage if for those that may be struggling to develop those rhythms, as you said, Tanner, um, to find a brother and sister in Christ that can hold you accountable and ask you, what are you learning about in God's word? For me, that discipleship was so transformational. Great. Thank you. How about you, Ben? I like the, the way um, you said, you know, being sent or living on mission. Um, being sent to me, uh, you know, I... You know, we all have busy lives, right? And uh, I think about the pie chart. I think, um, I think it was Ross Chapman. He put it up, and he was talking about his life. And you've got, you know, you sleep so much time, and you you go to work so much time. There's not a lot of extra time, and so we all try to like fit being sent or serving in that 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 small amount of extra free time that we have. And that's why it becomes hard, and it's a challenge. So I've I've been thinking about it, uh, you know, much differently, just like, you know, my everyday life, um, you know, living on mission or being intentional, just more sharing. Um, There's a lot of opportunities to share. And, you know, speaking about people, God put uh, someone in my life uh, about three years ago um, and, uh, you know, sharing the gospel and just getting comfortable to go share the gospel with people and just talk about God and be comfortable. And through that relationship um, and doing it, it's become like everyday life. And I, I can think of lots of stories um, like Scott, my Uber driver, that was sharing um, you know, his cynicism about Christ because of a song that came on and we got to have a conversation. You know, just opportunities come up all the time. Um, Karen, I sat with her on a flight to Dallas and she has a really uh, bad health condition and I got to pray with her right there. Um, and then um, Jordan, I was hiking in the Smoky Mountains and met a young guy who was just contemplating faith and I got to share the gospel with him in entirety like it you don't have to go anywhere different you just have to be where you are and if you just are can get past the the fear of talking about your faith and and it's really normal and people actually really want to talk about it it's pretty amazing how much they do you just have to do it and uh, so that's that's how it is for me Great, thank you. Yeah, we're each mobile carriers of the Holy Spirit, right? And we take him wherever we go and have opportunity to serve him wherever we are. Uh, We've talked about a couple different spiritual disciplines, prayer, reading God's word, accountability. You mentioned one, I think, uh, Tanner, that's a little bit of a forgotten discipline. You said fasting. Um, Any of you, please share just what your experience is with fasting and why do it and what does that look like? Um, yeah, so it was a it was a new thing for me. Um, I just, like you said, taking the time to listen to God, I felt like I was being called to it. And um, I stepped into it not really knowing. I did the full 24-hour fast. I drank a lot of water. Um, but also it was, um, I just constantly was praying. And I was like, God, I know that you can give me what I need to be sustained. And um, just relying on God really redirects and like transforms your mind to think like that, even when you're not fasting. Um, so um, it, I spend a lot of time in prayer whenever I would normally be eating meals. So um, it's definitely not just something you say to just be like, yeah, I fasted, but like redirecting your mind in the times that you would be eating to um, just focus on the one who provides that for you. 
Okay, good. Thank you. Anything to add to that, Ben or Megan? I think accountability is key when fasting too. <laughs> I know for me, I'm definitely an area of growth I would like uh, just to do more often, but um, there have been a few circumstances in my life, just bigger decisions that uh, um, my husband and I have been praying through. And my, every Monday morning, I would take that time to fast through breakfast. That 24 hours, is, that's my next step. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, um, but I just think having somebody to, to do it with and knowing you're doing it together was very helpful, and just every time you would feel those hunger pains, just taking it to the Lord, it's another reminder, okay, I'm going to the Lord right now. Okay, thank you. I have one final question I want to ask. We've been asking kind of you to share from your individual lives. We're also a part of a, a greater body of believers here as a church. What are your hopes for Crossroads? as a church, as we all seek to abide in Christ in 2023? What are your hopes for us? Why don't you start, Ben? I think more connection and fellowship. Um, I think the pandemic really um, highlighted that, you know, in a big church, it's hard to do it, and then we weren't meeting, and then, you know, people, um, you know, for, for good reason, didn't want to meet um, for, for times. Uh, so, you know, hopefully most of that's passed, and, you know, I just think that, that, that fellowship, we've talked about it, we've had many stories about, you know, people challenging us or having people to hang out with, Tanner was mentioning. You know, I think it's just great to have that. So I think just more opportunities as, as a church collectively and small groups and serving, I think all, all of the above. Just I'd, I'd love to see um, the connection. I'd love to see the, the, the events that we've had, um, you know, after service where we made Christmas cookies or we had the hors d'oeuvres the one day and just everyone talking and and just hanging out, you know, doesn't always have to be um, just strategic. It's just fellowship and, you know, um, just getting to know each other and doing, doing life together as Christian believers. Okay. Megan? Um, I, would, I would say I totally, yeah, everything Ben just said. And um, I think, too, memorizing scripture, I think as a body that would be awesome just to um, do that together. And actually, I mean, I think I may have seen a resource or something where we may be doing that. So I'm very excited about that. I hope I didn't spoil anything. Um, also, like you said, like the, the meals afterwards or the, um, just the events, you know, that's such an awesome idea. Um, also, accountability again and getting in the word and just reaching out to um, others to come alongside you in that. Yeah, um, so... Uh, Whenever you guys brought up abiding as being our goal, it, it also reminded me of dwelling and just um, in the Bible talking about God dwelling in the household, God dwelling in the temple. And just like the idea that it's not just like he, he's there, but he's like he's there and he's staying there. Um, so that's kind of where I'm drawing from the idea of what abide means to me. Um, but I think one uh, really good discipleship thing uh, that uh, Mark Silent actually has, has taught me is just this image of a, of a cross, and um, you're right in the middle, and you have someone who's pouring into you that's, that's above you, that's a leader, role model, that models what it looks like to, um, to abide. And then you also have um, both of the, um, the side pieces of, of like, um, people that are going through life with you and um, just encouraging you, accountability also a huge part of that, and then also being able to pour into someone else. Um, I think that's something that, a lot of people get their, get, get their fix of discipleship whenever people are pouring into them and they're just doing life with other people. But 
we, we're called to pour into the next generation. Um, and I think bringing up the pandemic again, uh, I think it set us back a lot psychologically and socially, um, especially the kids. They, they didn't really know what normal was for a while. And I think that um, just that newfound sense of community through um, like just coming to the events and hanging out, you know, the, the implicit things as well as like coming to the events and activities that um, Crossroads has planned out for everyone. Um, but definitely. I, I wanted to add something Please. else too real quick. Um, I, again, going back to Titus 2, just thinking about the older women coming alongside the younger women, and it talks about men as well coming alongside the younger men. And I just think about how there are so many younger women that are hung, just have such a hunger um, to be able to uh, live that, live the life of a godly woman. And we need the older women to be able to step into that and, and um, come alongside them. So although I'm don't know if I would necessarily qualify myself as an older woman. I do think just using what I've been given to pour into to the younger ones and also receiving from the older ones as well. So that's, I'd love to see that as well. That's great. Thank you. Um, yeah, we want Crossroads to be a place, a community where nobody ever feels alone, that there's always uh, a friend, a mentor, a help. Yeah, thank you. So as we're seeking to grow in our understanding of what it means to abide, uh, we want to offer just a, an opportunity to read through the Bible together. That may be something you've done uh, in your walk with the Lord. It may be something you've never done, reading through the whole Bible. Uh, but we have a, a chosen reading plan. It's accessible through the Bible app. But you can also find it at cccgo.com forward slash info. And uh, you can find, more, find out more about that reading plan. I'm going to close this in prayer in just a moment, but would you first just give our panel uh, a round of applause and thank them? All right, let's pray. Father, thank you. We worship you today. We worship you, Jesus, as our risen and conquering King. We worship you as the vine and we are the branches. We want to stay connected closely to you. Thank you, Jesus, that in your upside down world, our problems and our failures are not disadvantages, but they're advantages because uh, our weakness drives us to be dependent on you. I pray, Lord, that this would really be a transformational year for us as a church, as we're changed by the time that we spend in your word, we're changed by the time we spend in prayer and with one another and in serving and in sacrificing. So Father, uh, guide us daily in what that looks like. I pray your blessing, Father, your favor on our congregation. Fill us with your spirit to do your work, to see your kingdom uh, established here on earth. And I pray your, your blessing, protection on all of our families here today. And uh, we give you thanks and look forward to great things this year in Jesus' name. Amen.